And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. We knew he was dead. It is finished, he said. We had watched as his life ebbed away. took him down Joseph begged for his body on that day it was late afternoon when we got to the tomb we wrapped his body and sealed up the grave so I know how you feel he's dead was so real but please listen and hear what I say I just see Jesus I tell you he's alive I've just seen
atmosphere is charged. Do you believe me? The Holy Spirit is here. I ask you all to take off your carnal eyes and put on spiritual eyes this morning. This morning, you're going to see Jesus. Amen? If there's anything in your life you are trusting God to do for you, Jesus is here in this place this morning. Amen? I want you to rise up to your feet as we have come to the most important part of the service, which is the Word of God. Now let me tell you something before the Word of God. This morning, I want you to be receptive and receive from the servant of God in the house. Your response will determine and will unlock the power of healing that will come into your life. If, it, if he's speaking something that you feel like it's part of you that is talking to you, I want you to shout amen. I want you to receive it. I want you to respond. If you see us in front here responding to the word of God because we receive it. When you're seated right there, I encourage you all to receive from the man of God. It will help us all to get our healing. Amen. Now I want you to put your hands together as we welcome my father in the ministry, God's servant, Pastor Chris. I'll trust you Amen. in the night time. I will trust you in the day. Lord, I'll trust you every moment of the way. I'll trust you in the night Hallelujah. Let us pray together. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the rain. Thank you for the beautiful day you have blessed us with. We pray today as we prepare our hearts for the word of God. 
that you will speak to us, Lord. May this morning's message be a pivotal change to our lives. May it be the watershed moment of a new and exciting future. We need you, Lord, and we need your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the presence that we feel, and we welcome you to have your own way and bless us even more in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, you may be seated on top of your enemies and welcome to our service today. We are blessed by the beautiful music. Amen. Such a great blessing. Before I teach you something very, very important, um, we've decided not to have a service tonight. There will be no revival tonight. There will be Bible school. There will be Bible school. And then we will have the revival again next week. Amen. There's going to be a, a short uh, while while I will not be here, by go, if God spares me. I will start to travel a little bit. So enjoy the last few messages you hear from me. And then we will have other powerful ministers from the church to preach to you. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I can't just teach you. I have other sheep that must hear me also. Glory to God. So I am, if God spares me, I will be in the USA uh, shortly for two weeks, and then I will be in Botswana. And I don't know where I'll be after that. Amen. But everything is working well. And as I go forward, you also go forward. Amen. Now, we also have, I believe, uh, before I preach, uh, some of our students have graduated, and my wife asked me to make a mention of this. I don't know who they all are, but I saw some pictures, all right? If you are one of those who received a cap and your degree or your diploma, stand to your feet right now. You see, two. She mentioned a few more. Oh, mighty, mighty, well, well done, well done. What is your degree? What is your diploma? Speak loud. Huh? Computer engineering, beautiful, beautiful. And yours? Bcom, okay, degree in business, and uh, he's now doing his honors degree. Is it your master's or your honor? Honors, beautiful. And your degree? Bachelor of Commerce, Honours in Information Systems. Honours degree is higher than the first degree. Amen. In Information Systems. Clap for them. We celebrate them. Oh, what a blessing. I told my wife, she doesn't come to church, so I don't know if I should also welcome her. And she said, no, she also got something. I think Piet Forster to church today, but we're happy to have her here. What is your degree? Um, advanced Diploma in Public Administration and Governance. Did I hear right? Master's? Advanced Diploma in? Public Administration. Public Administration. 
Beautiful. Congratulations. God bless you. And then one or two absentees that's not here, I believe, also received degrees and diplomas and certificates. It's a blessing. Education is very important. Amen? It's one of the great keys out of poverty. Your education. You may be seated. Amen. And education is one of the priorities in life that you must take when the time is right for it. Because when you're older, your chances are very slim of gaining an education. Some people really press in and still get some education, but generally it must be done when you are young. You must prioritize the education when you are young. Amen? Because to study when you are older, life's problems come, the cares of life, and the babies come, and the husband come, and it's too much. You can't really do it. So while you are young, get your degrees, get your diplomas, and we give God praise, and we give God thanks. Amen. Now, as your pastor, I am concerned about you as a whole person. And I have to give, feed you food every Sunday and during the week if you continue to listen to the teachings. I have to feed you food that will develop you in all aspects of life. Amen. I, for example, I cannot just teach you to pray and then all we do is pray here, yeah, but we do nothing else. I have to teach you also many other aspects. And so, I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to me and guided me and prompted me to teach you something very crucial. Because as a good father, I want you all to be prosperous. Amen. Every good parent wants to see their child succeed. It's like the parents of these students who stood now. I'm sure they are very proud. Yeah, they even dress nicer than the students when it's graduation time. Yeah, they go and buy new clothes and, and they want to also show themselves because it's something to be proud of. Some sacrifice and then eventually the glory. Amen. When I had a meeting with my staff and my finance director, I looked at some of the finances of the church and I realized that it's very important for me to help all my children in the area of finances. Amen. How many of you would like to have a little bit more money in your pockets? Just a little bit more. Can't we do with just a little bit more? Amen. And so today, I believe, I'm, I'm sure one Sunday is not enough. I'll see how the Lord leads. But today I feel strong to teach you and to help you in the area of finances. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I, I am an ardent follower of pastors from West Africa. 
My travels is hardly to the USA. I'm going now because my son is there, but it's, I'm not really interested in London and USA. I've been to London to watch football many years ago. But my interest is in West Africa because of the power of God and the anointing that is strong in West Africa, which includes Ghana and Nigeria. Amen. I go to Ghana almost every year, and in the last few years I've been to Ghana twice a year. Because I see with my eyes, I don't know what you see with, but I see with my eyes the results and the fruit of the work of God in Ghana. Then, although I've been invited, I was afraid to go, but I'm not going to be afraid again if I get another invitation to Nigeria. Amen? Because actually in Nigeria is where the duck oilies are. The thick oil. I was afraid to go to Nigeria because of the swindlers. You know what's a swindler? A dribbler. You can see I, I'm, I'm in contact with West Africans a lot because these are the words they use. South Africans don't know these words, a dribbler. A dribbler is a, a Nigerian that can quickly tell you he's selling you something, but <laughs> then it's not so. It's a dribbler, a schemer. Amen. South Africans are not as good as the West Africans or some places in scheming. So I was afraid to go, but uh, when I see what the Lord is doing there, I realize I must go. Because, you see, Africa is generally known as a poor continent. We are suffering under the curse of Ham. A servant of servants you will be, the dark-skinned son of Noah. And that curse is working strong. And most of the continent is poor. Very poor. South Africa was uh, slightly different, but now it's also falling into that curse of harm. Besides the curse of harm, there are a plethora of curses working strongly against God's people. So it becomes so hard for you to survive in this life. Isn't it true? Look at the degradation, the downfall of everything. But God has a special eye on his children. What, what was remarkable for me from the Nigerian churches is that amongst the midst of poverty, there's a church that's arising there that is not economically poor. They are very strong in finances. And if you look at the people, you will see that these are smart people. And I, as I see them, I, I want to know what is their secret? Why is it then that these people, similar to my situation, who pastor in what we would call poorer townships, that is Delft. If you think Delft is a constantia, you, 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 you must go to Google and you will see it comes on the top 10 list of one of the most dangerous places to visit in South Africa. Yes. But what can make the difference? And my heart's desire was always that 
this little place here called Zion City or Zion Sanctuary will be different. Are you with me? Will be different. And the people that come here will be different. Now, it's already working to a small degree because we got a letter from the school just around the corner that commended us for the way they can see the children that attend here is different. The principal wrote and said that is, is, he can see the difference between the children that come to this church. So he would like us, he invited us to come and speak to the school on Monday morning so that we can also transfer that type of morals and ethics into the, into the people. Are you with me? Otherwise the devil will take them from drugs to this, to crime. So the idea is just that it must be different. So when I look at the Nigerian churches, and you see they have the largest churches in the world. Yeah. Uh, Bishop Ayedepo is there. Uh, Bishop Enoch from the Redeemed Church is there. Bishop David uh, with the big salvation church, the biggest building with the five hands. David, I said, Adi, uh, uh, no, no, no. I'll, I'll get his surname again. He's on TV. And then there's, of course, uh, the bishop we saw in Ghana who came to visit there, Dr. Paula Nenche. Yeah. Those are just a few. There are other big and great, but there, is, there are many huge, great, prosperous churches. Prosperous. Not large and poor, large and prosperous. So I said, Lord, I also want that. I like that. I'm not envious, but the Bible says, follow those who through faith and patience inherited the promises. And then when I listened to them to find out their secrets, I discovered that their secret lies in this, that they believe in the covenant promise of God. They fully believe it, and they practice it. And they are not ashamed to talk about the economic power. Oh yes, they are not the same to talk about how strong economically they are. They can build a 100,000 seater building with not one cent loan from the bank or anywhere. It's just money that is already in their bank account. That's supernatural. To have so much money to build the church of God is supernatural. But when I hear and, and I try to find out what is the secret, because you need to find out what is the secret behind the successful man. Are you here? If you can learn the secrets behind successful people, you can copy some of that and you will also become successful. Don't take advice from unproductive people. Please listen to me carefully. There are many people that, that sound clever, but they, you must look at their lives. Open your eyes and see. If I take your advice, mister, I will have what you have. If I take your advice, mama, I will only have what you have. So don't think me rude. Please excuse me, but it's not what I desire. <laughs> I want something more. Please, sir, can't we have just a little bit more? So I, 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 I present you these people that I've mentioned and I want you to go and listen to them as well and don't criticize them. Never criticize someone that is bigger and larger than you. You make a mistake. 
Be quiet, look and learn and see what is this man doing that I can learn from. I'm surprised how, I don't want to use the word colored anymore because this is an international church. But how certain tribes can criticize bigger people, bigger pastors with bigger churches. I sit in the company of many pastors and I hear how they criticize others. I think, but maybe I must thank God for Bishop Dag who taught me that to shut up. Shut up. Don't criticize. Rather learn. Amen. So one of the great things I learned was that these people came out of their poverty because they believe in the covenant promise of God. And I want to share with you the covenant promise today. Amen. Why, Pastor? Why? Because I would also like my people to be prosperous and blessed amongst the storms and the clouds and the rain and the difficulties of life. But there is something that will make them, or the English word is superimpose them above and, and make them stand apart from others. Are you with me? Yeah. Like when people come to the garden, they, then they always make the statement, you won't believe this is Delf. That's what they say in the garden. When they take pictures, then they say they must now explain to the people, this, because the people ask in the picture, where was this? Isn't it so all you Facebook uh, gurus, the people ask, where was this? You see, so that whole notion is that we want this place to be such a place that it must be different. And I want to tell you something that you must listen carefully. From, the, from Genesis to Revelation, God chose one nation. And he wanted to prove by his connection to this nation that they will be different to all other nations. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And that nation was the nation of Israel. That's when he called Abraham the father of the nation. And Abraham had a son called Isaac. And then Isaac had a son called Jacob. Are you listening to me? And he told these people that this nation, they will be different because they are connected to me by covenant. Hallelujah. They will stand out from other nations. And I'll give them a law book and I'll tell them what to do to be different. Yes. And he told them, if you do this, you will have this. And if you don't do this, unfortunately, then bad things will happen to you. So the devil has tried to destroy this nation of Israel and the people of the nation, the Jews, for many years. They are scattered across the world. But here's the secret. Because they have practiced some of the principles that God had placed in the book for them, they are the most successful and the richest people in the whole wide world. They have been persecuted. They've been put in gas chambers. They've been put in concentration camps. They've been destroyed. But everywhere you put them, it's almost like a flower that starts to blossom uh, in a muddy place. Yeah. In the valley. They are like lilies in the valley. Because there's something supernatural on them. 
And that something is the divine connection or the covenant connection they have with God. Although, although they don't believe, many of them don't believe Jesus is the Messiah, they believe in financial prosperity because they keep the covenant promise. And the covenant promise is nothing other than the tithe that God told them they must bring to Him so that they can be blessed. Are you listening? Now, I know everybody's not here because of the rain. And um, I, I hope that they can listen to this podcast because the message is for the whole church. Amen. My message today is entitled, it comes from Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. And it is simply called, Will a man rob God? What is it called? Will a man rob God? It's not my words. It's the words of the Bible. Amen. And it's in the Old Testament. Glory to God. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Will a man rob God? The Bible says, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse. That they may be meat in mine house. Let me read from verse 8 if you don't mind. And if you do mind, then just never mind. <laughs> Will a man rob God? You see this title? It's Bebenia. Put it in yellow. Will a man rob God? <laughs> Yet you have robbed me. But you say, Wherein have we robbed you? And the Lord answers the question in tithes and offering. You know, if you watch football like, like we watch, I used to play soccer, so I love soccer. I can't play anymore. I play golf now. Actually, won a golf tournament. Me and Pastor Robbie took part in a golf tournament for breakthrough, and we won it on Friday. Yeah. And they robbed us from the trophy, but that's something else we will, we will we'll talk about it again. But I, when I watch soccer, I always see when somebody does a wild tackle. I'm sure you've seen it, like Manchester, especially Manchester players. They're very, very bad players. So when they do a wild tackle, then the referee comes with a yellow card, then the player will say, Me? What did I do? I didn't even touch him. You understand? It's almost like when God says, You've robbed me, you say, Me? You, you say, Me? How did I rob you? It's not me. Ask your neighbor this question. Will a man... Rob gone. I love it. I love it. But you say, wherein have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. Yes. And go on. Today's message, listen carefully, will be the determination of the rest of your life from today forward. Your struggles or your deliverance from struggle. You must believe me. All right, you must believe me. I'm teaching today. 
the music was so powerful and anointed. And I said, Holy Spirit, must I still teach on finances? He said, do what I tell you to do. You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Hey, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house and prove me now herewith, said the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. Amen. Will a man rob God? Now, it's very important that we look at Leviticus 27.30. Leviticus 2.730. Flight 2.730. Don't forget it, right? It's a flight 2730. When, 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 when the finance director opened the books for me in the, in the meeting, I was surprised that BMI was full of robbers. And I started to get afraid. Because the problem with a robber is there's a curse on a robber. Are you listening to me? Yeah, and you might not be a robber, but if you walk with a robber, how many of you know you can be innocently shot or innocently be killed or innocently be attacked? Because you are in the wrong company. And suddenly when I saw it, I became afraid and said, Oh my God, the church is full of robbers. Bring not a curse on us, Lord. Now I know there are many people who try to teach away. Everybody who tries to talk you out of tithing is number one, a greedy person. is a selfish person. And he doesn't really believe in God. And he wants to make it an old covenant issue. I'm not even going to debate it. Because if we cut out the scripture of Malachi, let's cut out David's Psalms also. Let's cut out the lovely works of Abram. Let's cut out the whole Old Testament. Say what you say, I'm protected by Psalm 91. I'm protected by Psalm 90. Cut it out. Because you already cut out the tithing. Anyway, here it is. Are you here? All the tithe of the land, of the seed, of the land, of the fruit, of the tree is the Lord's. Brethren, please highlight for me the tithe and then is the Lord's. Please, if you can, quickly, is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. It is holy unto the Lord. Everybody say after me, the tithe, the tithe is the Lord's. The tithe, the tithe is the Lord's. Say this, the tithe belongs to God. The tithe belongs to God. You see, ladies and gentlemen, nobody can claim that you have robbed them if you didn't take something that belongs to them. Amen? If you pick up something on the floor and there's no owner, nobody can claim that you've robbed them. Is it right? But if something belongs to somebody and you have taken it, then they can call you a thief or a robber. Do you all agree with me? It is for that reason and for that only reason why God qualifies the saying in Malachi 3 that you are a robber. 
How, 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 where did you rob? You took what belonged to God. You took of something that did not belong to you. That's what makes you a robber. Now, to be a robber might not be the worst thing in the world, but to be cursed with the curse of a thief brings upon you many frustrations, many wickedness. Frustrations in this that you have money, but you can't get forward. It's like water that's poured into a bucket, but there are many holes in there. And to fill that bucket, you must constantly pour in water. But it doesn't go away. It takes all the years. But God has a solution for your struggles. And He wants you to be in covenant with Him. So that you stand out from the rest of the people who don't believe in tithing. But because you believe in tithing, God is going to open windows of heaven for you. You will be walking under open heavens. The curse in Deuteronomy 28 talks about a, a, a heaven of brass where nothing can come through and an earth of iron. No, you not stand on the heaven, under a heaven of brass and on the curse of iron. Hallelujah. Robbers. Most people who don't tithe, they don't tithe because they say the pastor is a robber. <laughs> I don't want to give it because the pastors use our money and the pastors live of our money. But they see river. Now you say somebody else is the robber. Amen. You are the robber, not the pastor. God wants 10% of all that you have. Say amen. amen. But you make yourself a thief when you take God's time. Don't think God doesn't know what is going on in your bank account. You get some prophets nowadays, they can even give you your, your, your ID number. Yeah. Like some of you, your ID start with 8754. Is there somebody like that here? Let's see. Now, if a prophet knows your bank, he can even give you your bank account. Yeah, EPSA 6204. And I can see in that account that I gave now 6204, there's no funds in there. <laughs> Who's that? Now, if a prophet can tell you your bank details, don't you think God knows what is in your bank? The all-knowing God, don't you think he knows? Now come they lich and they say for the year, they verdienen the 3,000, so they bring a 300. Don't say God is fat. You remember that? Ephesians 4 verse 28. Let him who steal, steal no more. Amen. Let him that stole, steal no more. But rather let him labor working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give him that is needed. Now I'm going to make a shocking statement. 
When Christ Jesus rescues you, then the old things pass away and all things become new. Amen. Os flukim yesu bayane ne. Piki manim yesu bayane. Ja. I wanted you to scream what he put yo masa. Because the Lord has changed me. Hallelujah. Stop no mata groot Bible. Hallelujah. Stop en ek 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 sa kind van die Here. Ek draai 'n taai wat so groot as ons bub. Hallelujah. I don't dress like a gangster anymore. Uh-uh. I don't, uh, what, what do I do? I, I don't fornicate so much anymore. I'm staying with my wife now. Just what, my, don't sleep around anymore. Hey, because I'm saved. Hallelujah. Jesus has rescued me. I bekleukim me kaabo levi. Amen. Next me van bekleuk kaabo stuur nie fletse nie. No fighting. Bare breasted in the flannel. No, there's a change. My son has left me. However, 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 many of you here have not got rid of the sin of stealing. Many of you. Many of you. If the word of God is true, and we know it's true, then they are thieves here. But the Bible says, let him who steal, steal no more. May today be the end of all your stealing. May today be the end of all your robbing. Because as you rob, a robber will come to you. Amen. Let him who steal, steal no more. I want to actually just get into the minds of why some people don't give their tithes. And you will be in that group, you. And I'm going to nullify your argument because it's just, you are unspiritual. You don't really believe God can do something for you. I don't even know if you believe God is real. I don't know if you know God can, can do anything and all things. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me go and help you a little bit. Oh, Jesus, 10% belongs to the Lord. And those who are all their tithes, they are stealing from the Lord. It's not me, I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Amen? Because if you bring your tithes to the house of God, It's not the same as giving a gift of something you own. Are you listening to me? How would you like a thief to break into your house and he steals your TV, your microwave, and what else do you have? Your toaster. Then tomorrow it's your birthday and he brings you a microwave as a gift. It's your own microwave, but it's bringing it to you as a gift. Will you be happy? He didn't even bring everything back. He just brought the microwave back and he wants you to be happy because this is a gift. But you can see this is your microwave that was taken. 
Would you be happy? Now why do you say God must be happy with you thieves? You take what is his, then you bring a little to give to him and to say, Lord, <laughs> my offering, my gift. Ma, I said, this must mean This must deal with mine. This is part of what belongs to me. You robbers have taken what is mine. What belongs to God? The tithe belongs to God. Leviticus 27, 30. Flight 2730. The tithe. Whether it's from the tree that must still bud, the tree that has already bud, the tree that has brought fruit, the tree that must have all the ties of the land and of the sea, it belongs to. This is the covenant with Israel and God. Amen. And we are now in geent. We are, what's the English word? We are grafted in because of Abraham. Hallelujah. Abraham is the father of the Jewish people, but not so. We are also now children of Abraham. Through Jesus Christ, we've been cut in. We've been grafted in into the hem of Abraham. So the blessings of the Jews is the blessings of the Christians. Yes, Jesus came to also give to the Gentiles. Remember when he said to the woman, first to the Jews, he said, Nayara, but when also and he said in it, give us also of the crumbs. It was then that we were brought in and cut in. So the blessing of Father Abram is the blessing of mine too. Hallelujah. The heavens are open over me because I do what Father Abram told the people to do. Father Abram gave a tithe of everything that he had. Hallelujah. And the Lord blessed him. His cattle was too much to count. His sheep was too much to count. Because he believed in an invisible God. He didn't steal what is God, then bring it as a gift. No, that's not yours. That is mine. A gift you must give from what is yours. So the 90% that you have to work with is not a normal 90%. It's a blessed 90%. Because I went to school huh, and I passed mathematics. Some of you never passed. Be honest. I passed mathematics. I was one of three in my matric class who passed mathematics. The others all failed. Very, mathematics is very tough. Sin cost 10. Do you know what it is? The, the side of the hypotenuse is equal to the two sides X and Y. Losma, 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 losma. I pass. So my natural brain tells me if I take of my 100 rand and I give a 10 rand away, I'm not increasing, I'm decreasing. That's in the natural. But you see, ladies and gentlemen, the God you serve, the Christian walk is not a walk in the natural, it's a spiritual walk. It's a spiritual thing. We don't believe in natural things. Yeah, I am, but I'm changed from within. I'm a spiritual being. Glory to God. And when I die one day, I won't stay in the grave. I will arise again. All these things are spiritual. And you believe it. 
It is important to have a proper understanding of this thing. I'm helping you. I'm your father in the faith. And I'm helping. It's like a child that is not doing well. So I must say, listen, sit down, let me help you. You don't do that again. Do this and you'll be blessed. It's what I'm doing. Amen. Say thank you, Daddy. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. If you think of something as belonging to another, you are less likely to want to keep it illegally. Isn't it so? And since the tithe is not for you, presenting it to the Lord is not the same as giving. After you have brought your tithe and you don't possess any property of the Lord, only then can you say, you are giving something to the Lord. Are you with me? Remember this. Giving begins after you have paid your tithe. Amen. Amen. Yes. It's not like Old Testament, New Testament, nothing, nothing like that. All the scriptures in the New Testament talks about your offerings. It doesn't talk about the tithe. There was no question about the tithe. The tithe goes to God. Now it's Paul says, whatever you have, decide in your heart to give, that's your offerings. Are you all with me? Don't come with clever things. You only use clever things because you don't want to give, your, you don't want to give what is God's. Now all that other offerings... As a man giveth, and then it's about you. What is yours giving? You can't give if you haven't yet brought the tithe. Because you're now giving of stuff, stuff you stole. You're giving of your neighbor's money. You stole his money. But the problem is this one that you stole from is not a normal man. You stole from God. And because you stole from God, there's a curse on you. Let me give it to you. Let me give it to you. Ooh, you're a... Mm. Will a man rob God? If God says you stole from him, you better believe it. Many people don't believe that a man can steal from God. It's very dangerous to steal from God. Amen. You know, you can steal from poor people. They almost don't even have money to take you to court or to, to the law. But if you steal from a rich person, it's difficult because dangerous because it depends who you steal from. Many years ago, on TV, if you're old enough, you'll remember, there's a man who threw a shoe at the president while the president was talking. I don't know if you remember that. I think you should be a little older than normal or you should have had a TV by then. Anyway, God is going to start to bless all of you. I see the days of these big back screen TVs with a hump on the back is gone. I see flat screen TVs in your houses. In the name of Jesus. Hansback TVs. But many years ago, 
President Bush was the president of America. He made a speech, and one of the reporters was standing there. He took off his shoe, and he threw the president. Now you see, when a man can do that, it means it's not the first time he's doing it, Sammy. I know I'll see say one go away. I know I'll say can go away. I know I'll he probably through his neighbor. But the problem with this throwing now, this time, it is who did you throw? He threw the wrong person. That case went further. It was for many weeks on TV. The man was eventually in prison for the attack on the president because you remember the top lawyers came and said an assault on the president. If this thing caught him in his face, blah, 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 blah. The president of the country. So it's not like when he threw the dog, nobody took him to court. When he threw uh, uh, the, the gardener in, nobody took him to court. I don't even think maybe he threw his wife. If he's a shoe thrower. If he's a shoe thrower. He might have even thrown his wife. But you see, this time, he threw at the wrong person. Maybe you've robbed a few people before in your life. Maybe you've stolen from some things before. Maybe you've stolen out of your mother's pots. Maybe you've stolen. But this time, you've robbed the wrong person. Will a man. You think God didn't see? Now here's the problem. Many tithers think because they rob God, God is not punishing them. So they get away from month to month to month to month. It's not always that we come down on robbers. I know some personal thieves that I, do, I don't tell them they are thieves, but I know they are thieves. Yeah, I know. And you leave them, you leave them sometimes, you leave them. In Genesis, there's a scripture that says, uh, the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. When God spoke to Abram, he said, don't punish them yet. The iniquity is not yet full. There will come a time when they will be punished. The iniquity. So Jaimani Dangze Koveg. Rover. That God's a real steel for Yara. Say Dang God Sini. No, 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 no. Your day is coming. Your time is coming. And even you can see you're frustrated because nothing's working. Nothing's working. But prosperity is yours. If it can go to the Nigerians, why can't it come to us? No, why can't it come to us? Because they believe in the covenant principle. And I want all my children to be prosperous. Let us move and see you Hallelujah. I want to see you go high, high, high. I want to see you have more. Hallelujah. I want to see you prosper. And God is about to prosper you. If you believe in the teaching I'm bringing you today from the Holy Spirit, all the tithe must come to God. When you call 5% Gini, trust God. Believe in Him. He's real. You won't lack if you give the 10%. Make it a habit in your life. Make it a habit. You know what's a habit? That you do this regularly without thinking. 
Like you get up in the morning, you brush your teeth. It has become a habit. You know, when you get your money, the first fruits, the first, before you start paying other things. The problem I see with many of the people in this church, when there's a small crisis, do you know who they steal from? They say, I can't demand security when I'm so big in the circle. To fat the each what you want Maar zij die verhoewert zij gezien niet, zij die versaas zij gezien niet. When you steal from God, you in a risky business. Amen. May you steal no more, according to Ephesians 4:28. There's that scripture. The iniquity of the, but in the fourth generation. Go to the verse just before this. I wish I can teach you longer, but it's Sunday. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace, and thou shalt be buried in a good old age. He's talking to Abraham. But look, look here, he says, but in the fourth generation, but in the fourth generation, they shall come hither again. For the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. Iniquity is the sin. The stealing of, 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 of the brother next to you is not yet full. Is not yet full. Many unbelievers are thieves in one way or another. An unbeliever steals at every chance he gets. If it wasn't for the fear of jail or the police, there would be much more stealing in South Africa. Say amen. Can you steal a little Do you know what I what I want to tell you about? A thief has no consciousness. A thief has no conscience. We're all struggling, isn't it, right? You would now think, you're a diva. Steal underplate, money, no cables, no stealing. I said, don't say worry. Do you think a thief worries where he takes stuff? He will, when the power is on, we cut the electrical cable, but I will say, tin rand, very scrap, yeah. There's nothing like, ah, shame, or my maggot in the donker city. You robbers, do you know what your tithe does? All of you good tithers, yes, I'm many good. Sometimes I want to divide the church, so I speak to the tithers sometimes, and then I turn to the robbers, but I, I won't do that for you. Amen, say, thank you, pastor. I haven't. Your tithe helps the church. Are you with me? The church can do buildings, expansions, because God had orchestrated it for there to be enough meat in the house. God is killing the people in Malachi. He's, he's scolding them because they started stealing from him. That's not theirs. He wanted his house, his church to be powerful and expensive. Number two, the church helps the pastors to be employed because from there they can live and they can eat. That is God's way. But you're not giving, you're also robbing them. If you're giving, it, it helps the pastors, it helps the church. Then number three, it helps the poor because from this money, Sister Sarah can give bigger buckets of food we can give to the poor, we can do outreaches, isn't it well? So it helps the church, it helps the pastors, it helps the poor, but most importantly, it helps you. Yeah, the tithe that you bring helps you. Your tithe that you bring helps you. Say amen. But it's spiritual, as I said, it's not natural. Because mathematics says you have less, but actually you have more. 
You see, God says one can put a thousand to flight. So two must be able to put two thousand. But God then says two puts ten thousand. What mathematics school did God go to? If one is a thousand, then two must be two. No, 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 no. God doesn't work like man works. God is not a man that he should lie. If he says it, he will do it. He will multiply you. You will have 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. Men will give into your bosom. Give and it shall be given back to you. Plant a seed and it shall come back to you. Every time you bring your tithe, it's like something is in the soil. It's a foundation for your prosperity. Then all your other givings are blessed. Your small 10 rand here, your 50 rand there, your 100 rand there. It comes back blessed. But all that giving cannot be blessed if there's no foundation of the tithe. Every time you get money, don't think it's 100 rand. See it immediately, this is an I heard one of the Nigerian pastors say he's got a little, uh, uh, what do you call a sparblucky, a saving box in his house. So whenever he gets a hundred rand, he take, puts the ten rand in there, that, that is the, the box and tithe. So he takes his 90, then he moves to the shops. He can freely spend and do what he wants to because he has taken what belongs to God and he's left it there. For Sunday, he's going to take it to church. You don't believe me. Let me give you two more points and I'm going to close. It's so, so nice. Leave your old ways behind and stop stealing. Tell your neighbor, stop stealing. Stop stealing. The nature of the thief is the nature of the devil. Amen. How many of you know John 10, 10? The thief comes to? To what? To what? The thief comes to steal. Tell your neighbor, stop being like the devil. And, and, and the new believers who have just come to church, don't think that the church is charging you. Don't see the tithe as a chance. You freely come. You can come sit here whether you tithe or not. We will not ever chase you away. You didn't rob me, you robbed God. Because you see, God didn't really need your tithe. To be honest with you, your tithe won't make a difference to God. Your tithe makes a difference to you. Do you understand it? It doesn't change. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. But it's He wants you to be in connect. He the tithe connects you to Him for financial prosperity. David Ayedipo, the pastor from the Redeemed Church, he taught me, he said, you can pray and fast till you blew in the face. Pray and fast has got no help in the area of finances. It is tithing and offerings that release the covenant of God for blessing and prosperity in finances. Fast and bid zei ma, zei sal terugkom, zei sal maar en honger wees. Die salving sal op jou wees, maar zei sal nie gehaald het die. Because that one is a covenant promise of I sow this and I get this. You must sow money, you get money back. Are you with me? Yes. 
There will be no thieves in heaven. The Bible says, lay up treasures in heaven where neither moth, this is in Matthew 6 verse 20, there's no moth nor rust and where thieves do not break in. Does that mean maybe that your non-tithing can keep you from heaven? I don't know. I, don't, I can't say that. I don't really know. But I just know the Bible says there will be no thieves in heaven. And if God says you robbed him, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Listen, it says, put your treasure in heaven. The moth and the rust cannot corrupt it. And thieves do not break through and steal. Hmm. Number five, tithing destroys your relationship with God. Stealing the tithe destroys your relationship with God. Stealing the tithe. Hosea 4 verse 1 in the New American Standard Bible. New American Standard Bible. Listen to the word of the Lord, O sons of Israel, for the Lord has a case against the inhabitants of the land. People, the Lord has a case against you. Non-tither, the Lord has a case against you. Your saak is in die jimmelse hof opgeskryf. Saak 4570 van April 2023. Ek weet nie hoe wat case numbers, jylle moet met my, my vrou moet met my jaap is so. Kes, is dit a kes ne? Kes, C-I-S, dan is forward stroke. Huh? Je ziet nummer en dan kerst. Kerst, nummer, dan strook. Zie je is? 457, dan strook. Die maan, 0423. Kom je datum met die jaren in die? 23. Dat is jouw nummer. Dat is jouw kerstnummer. Look hier. For the Lord has a case against the inhabitants of the land. Why, Lord? Why? Because there is no faithfulness. Hello? Are you still here? There's no faithfulness or kindness or knowledge of God in the land. Listen to verse 2. Listen to verse 2. There is swearing, deception, murder, stealing. The Lord has a case against me. Mm. It's not nice. He can sing to the blowers. The salvan can ma full. I love you, Lord. Oh, you must. Va asitinda. The earth you moy gemaak said they. If the Lord looks and he sees your shoes, I say to you, kijk hoe draad zij die tiende wat zij gesteel het. Jou petrel wat zij ingooi, jou kar wat zij rui, jy sê, Heere is een geel. Zij is gesteel. You know, the Holy Spirit told me, clearly, tell the people they are robbers. I said, Lord, no. He said, do it. Don't be afraid of the people. Because it's not you that said it's God. Listen, 
When Bishop Daguerre Mills, he's my pastor. I love him so much because whatever he does, he does you, it's proof to see. He said the only book God woke him in the night, the only book. The other books he just wrote because he felt prompted. But this book he woke in the night. He, the, the voice of God told him clearly, write a book on tithing for my people. And when he said it, because I know him and I know how honest and how powerful he is, and I believe that when he said it, it was God talking to him. Because God wanted the people to, to understand the power of tithing and the blessing that he wants to bring them. That he would wake him in the night and say, write a book on tithing. And that's the book our bookshop has that you can get. That you can get. Amen. Let me just finish, and I won't finish today. And if God spares me, I, I, want, I wanted to show you how people think that don't tithe. Don't stay away next week, okay? Because you're going to prosper from now on. You're going to have more money than you ever had before. Wouldn't you like more money? Hallelujah. Tithing, stealing the tithe will take away, will cause your demotion. Yes. Strength will be taken from you. It also robs the church of its ability to function properly. Are you with me? And, and that is when I started to look at this thing because I told Deirdre, but Deirdre, we're supposed to put this carpet in with no problems. We're supposed to be able to pave there with no problems. What is the problem? And then I don't always look at the books. And then she showed me. And I realized, oh my God. People have been stealing God's money. That's why the church is at a standstill. Because God's plan was for there to be enough money to finish and furnish the house of God. Uh -huh. But there's a case against many because they have taken it away. Some people don't care if the house of God is not nice. They come here on other people's tithe and offering to enjoy the beauty of the place. They ride on the backs of others. Shame on you. The wrath of God is upon you. Because stealing brings the wrath of God. Amen. Listen to a court case once. I want to read you this and I'll, and I'll probably have to close now. Virgil, how's my time? Yes, I have to close. I have three more minutes. I, I read you this from the book, Why Non-Tithing Christians. It says, I heard an advocate. Oh, I heard a lawyer once advocate the death sentence for people who stole money from the state. Listen to what the lawyer said. The lawyer's argument was this. Some people who robs a nation of large amounts of money actually deprives the country of the roads it could have built. Are you all listening? The lack of good roads caused many accidents and many accidents cost many lives. This fellow continued to argue that the man who had caused financial loss to the state had indirectly murdered many people through road accidents. He also contended that money stolen from the state prevented the government from building necessary hospitals that would also save more lives. This, he argued, was an indirect way in which the thief also now committed murder. Hmm. 
And because of this, his argument was that the death penalty should be applied to people who steal large amounts of money from the state. And if you follow this line of thinking, I'm sure it can be applied to people who withhold the tithe and, the ro and rob God's house of its rightful income. In so doing, they prevent the church from doing all the things that it could have done. Souls are lost and perish in hell because people do not pay their tithes. Please don't rob the church of the ability to hold crusades and to win souls. The wrath of God will be upon you. Amen. So my friends and family, don't forget God. Please don't forget God. It is God who gives you the power to get wealth, isn't it? Don't be afraid to pay your tithes. I'm finished. I just want to come say a few last words. I can't force it down anybody's throat. I want to teach you so that by understanding, you will see it better. Amen. And all of you that are tithe payers, thank God that the revelation has opened to you. The reason why many people don't pay tithes, Pastor Charlie, is they are not spiritual. Tithe is a spiritual activity. Yeah. Carnal Christians find it very hard to pay tithes. Don't think because you danced, because the choir sang nice, or because Virgil and Loli sang, you clapped. It was a euphoria, it's in the flesh. They are spiritual, that was anointing on the song. But you can be, say, as who blood was it? No, The real test of your spirituality is do you trust God enough to take 10% that belongs to Him and give it to Him and believe that you will survive with 90%? And even the neighbor next door is not a believer, he's not a church man, he, he, he works with the same money, but he uses 100%. You will do much more with your 90 than he will do with his 100 because of the God connection, the God connection, the God connection, the God connection. You won't always get money back, but you'll get so many blessings you won't believe it. My son is studying in America for 1.5 million rand. I don't have that money. I could never have it. And I wondered why God blessed me and I remembered I'm a tithe payer. I didn't get money, but I got him to study for free. Uh, that would have cost me from my pocket. I'm not lying to you. I worked it out the dollar versus the rand. 1.4, 1.5 million for four years of American study. Staying there, eating burgers, everything. Using twin saver toilet paper. <laughs> and I said, Lord, I thank you. What, 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 what do I owe you for this wonderful blessing? And the Lord said, because you are a covenant keeper. I will keep my covenant with you. I will keep my covenant. Hallelujah. Don't I, do I have problems? We also have challenges. We have problem, financial difficulty. But you see, the devourer is rebuked. Ah, the devourer comes to eat up. Oh, you think you're going to save from this? You can't even make it with 100%. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. The 100% that you have, you're not making it. I can see you like this. I can see you like this. I can coffee shop to come as a cake. I can see you like this. 
because you think they're 100%. No, no, no. You can't. Give God what belongs to God. And then you'll see. Amen. Some people in their minds, they don't understand it fully, you see. Now let me help you just practically. And maybe next week, if God spares me and tells me to continue, I will help you again. Some of you will struggle to tithe because if you didn't start when you are young, then it becomes difficult. Uh huh. Because now you already have, this is going off, that is going off, this is going off, and there's almost nothing left to tithe. Isn't it true? I'm your father, so I know your difficulties. I just recently helped a brother who was struggling to tithe, and I looked at his budget and I said, let me sit with you, and I'm, I'm prepared to help all of you. If you say, Pastor, I will tend this game, I get it. Come sit by me, I got it for you. Number one, no coffee, coffee cup. Met me out in seeker. Amen. Then I'm going to help you and say the wisdom that God gives the non the tither. You see, sometimes it's not money, but it's bright and brilliant ideas that will come to your mind. Yes, and I can show you where you are wasting money. You are wasting. You can cut this. You can cut this. You can cut this. You can cut. This, you can cut and some of you don't tithe. It will take you a while just to just to sacrifice a little bit. You give up this, you give up that, you give up. You won't give it up forever. It's like the students, they had to suffer on university. Is, wasn't it difficult? There's no nothing much. Carbly stuck in the Anna Arama Jevan. I said, Wah, money no me any. Once he gets his job, then you see, he paid a little price for a great glory. So all of you are not tithing. You want to tithe. I know you want to tithe. I want but now you have to then come and say, Lord, I trust you. I'm going to give this up. I'm going to give this up. I'm going to give. But the, first, the one thing I'm not going to do is to steal from you. And supernaturally, it will take you maybe a, a few weeks, a few months. It might even take you a year. And then you'll start to see things are starting to change. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? And the young people don't say, I don't work, I can't give a tithe. That's not right. A tithe is of everything you get. Your uncle gave you a 10 rand, put the one rand in the box. Say, this belongs to God. If you can have this uh, standard um, habit, then what happened to my friends in Nigeria and the prosperity that's flowing from them, we still need to build huge parts of this building. It's not finished. It's only the beginning. And it's going to happen, but I can't do it with robbers. I can't do it with robbers. And never see it as I'm now bringing to make Pastor Chris. No, 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 you make a mistake. I don't live of your tithe. I live of my own tithe. The tithe I give supplies my need. I also tithe. I tithe. 10% of my money goes to God's work. Yeah. You need to start somewhere. Start today. Some people don't tithe because they procrastinate. They, in other words, they say, It's like uh, Pharaoh said, Pharaoh said, when Moses said, When must I ask God to remove the frogs from you? He said, Tomorrow. He should have said, Now. So we spend one more night with frogs. Don't be like Pharaoh. 
Pastor, ik ga nog niet, ik ga. O, Jere. Toen procrastinate. niet. Don't have a mind that people is stealing from you. That's the wrong mind. It's the mind of an unbeliever and a carnal person. Nobody wants to steal from you. This is God's law and God's way. And God will bless you. Amen? If I call non-tithers here now to the stage and ask them to say of how much difficulty they've experienced in the last few months, you will have a number of people, but because of embarrassment, I won't bring you. But you know. You know. And then I want to talk to those who give and they write tithes on the envelopes, but it's not the real tithe. Your father is talking to your children. A tithe is a tithe. If you earn a thousand rand, you give a hundred. A hundred is not yours. You bring it to God. He leaves it in your hand to see if he can trust you as being faithful. When you are faithful in little, God is going to give you more. But God can't trust you. And I want this. In our church, I'm closing Leaders who don't tithe, they don't stay long. I, leave them, I give them some time and then I remove them. I can't work with thieves because they bring a curse. I don't want to be in the car with a curse. A pastor was picked up by an airport who came to preach in, a, in another country. And the brother who picked him up came with a very nice car. Normally we ask the brothers with nice cars to go fetch our guests at the airport because we don't want the guests to stuck here by Borchardt Quarry. And as the pastor was sitting in the back of the car, he started to talk to the brother. You know, some guests like me also, when I go to other countries, I talk to the guy who fetched me. He said, oh, are you in, how long have you been in the church? He said, oh, I've been there for 10 years, the brother said. So the pastor asked, are you a tither? He said, I give occasionally, you know, I'm not regular, but I, the pastor said, the pastor at the back said, stop this car now. The brother said, but we're not yet at your hotel. He said, brother, pull this car off now. Phone your pastor and ask him to send somebody else to fetch me. I can't sit in the car of a man that is cursed. I don't know what accident is waiting for us around the corner. Or what evil is going to come to us. Let me get out of this car now. That's why I say, we can't build God's house with robbers and thieves. And today your stealing has come to an end in Jesus' name. Tiedre, where are you? Tiedre is at the back. If you want to see her, give your name to her. We'll make an appointment with you. We'll help you and say, okay, let's, let's help you. Say, will But say, that's next one. One brother told me, if I must tithe, I must go fetch my money from the bank before it goes in. Because when it's in, then it's out. I understand that. But listen here, this is the last thing. God said, try me, try me. Can I say the words of God to you? Try this message, try it, try it. Try me now and see. Try. If you think, 
I don't know if this thing will work. Okay, try me. What must you do? This is what God said. Try me and see if I won't open the windows of heaven for you. And I will pour out a blessing. I don't know if you knew that God has windows. Huh? And when a tither walks by, they open the window and they say to the angels, pour out a blessing. When a non-tither passes, they say, how to defense this? How to? Hy steel nie maar nog goed as hier dier die jimmelse vensters. As a rover wat daar loop. Maar don't you close your windows when a thief is outside you. Don't you also close your windows and your doors. Now when heaven sees you, he says, oh here. But when a tither passes by. I will open the windows of heaven. And pour out a blessing. There shall not be room enough to receive it. God said to me, you don't need to get money from overseas and money from here and there. Teach the people. And money will come from the, the heavenly windows. Hallelujah. Money will fall into your pocket and you will come and bring big donations here. And you will say, Pastor, let us build the church. There was a young boy who said to Bishop Dag, do you want me to tithe? Do you know how much I earn? Do you know how much I earn in American dollar? Not in South Africa, in American dollar. You'll be shocked if you must see my tithe. I can't give so much money to the church. Are you mad? Bishop said three months later, a sickness hit this boy. And for a year he struggled. Then one day he came to church and he brought a big offering. He said, Bishop, he's busy dying. He's busy dying. I brought my tithe. Look here, I want you to see. I started tithing. You see? Now when life is coming to its tether, and there's nothing more for you, you've, you've tried to build your mansion on earth, you've tried to uh, reap uh, treasures where moth and rust can destroy, but when it comes to the, to the time of your passing, God will say, what did, you, what did you do with the gifts I gave you? You must be able to say, Lord, I helped to build your church. I made sure the pastors are looked after. I made sure the poor was cared for. And I connected with you by this covenant, covenant promise. Will a man rob God? Bow your heads, please. Draw me close to you, Virgil. Your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed. I belong to Jesus and I belong to God. I'm not of the world anymore. My life is God's. My children belong to God. My wife is God's. My house is God's. But today, I want to give my finances to God. 
everything I have belongs to the Lord. And I will bring back what is His. He said to Adam, Adam, all the trees of the garden is yours. But this one, 10%, this one tree, don't touch that, that is mine. But when Adam took what was not rightfully his, he lost everything that God had planned for him to have. Today is the turnaround day for you. Maybe you are here, somebody invited you, and you don't serve God, and your life is struggling. You want to give your life to Christ. I want to invite you to come for prayer at this altar. But I want to pray for those who are not tithing, really. And as I said to you, tithing, prayer doesn't help finances. But I want to pray for wisdom that you can start to rearrange your monies and stop stealing from God. Now, I'm sure many won't come. But if you're bold enough and you're humble enough, God said it's going to be the start of the change for this church financially. The windows of heaven are starting to open and blessings are coming to fall on the children of God. Everybody standing. If that is you, I called you, come stand here on the, on the I want to pray for you. I want to pray. The curse is too much on your life, but God is going to stop the curse. God is going to stop the curse. I'm, I'm finished. I'm finished. Will a man rob God? Yes. Beautiful. Lift your hands and say, You're all I want. And you're all I ever needed. And you're all I want. Help me know you. Listen. Draw me close to you. Oh, we want to come closer to the Lord. Never let me go. Never let me go. I lay it all down again. I lay it all down again. Pastor Charlie and Pastor Deidre, come to me. To hear you say that I'm My desire. Yes, stand here. No one else will do. And nothing else can take your place. 
nothing can take God's place. To feel the warmth of your embrace. Beautiful. Help me find the way. To bring me back to you. You're all I ever wanted, Lord. You're all I want. And you're all I ever needed. You're all I want. Help me know you one day. One more time. for all of you that God will give you a breakthrough in this area you see when the Holy Spirit talks to me then I must obey him one of the things about tithing is obedience isn't it sometimes you don't understand how can I give away and still get but you must just obey God that's why he liked Abram so much he told Abram go I'm gonna be with you just go to a country he said well Lord just go and when Abram obeyed God said, this is a man. This is my friend. He believes me. Now, I know some of you might have difficulty. Just look for a minute to the front. These three people are tithers in the church. There are many more, but they are good tithers. And they have financial wisdom, these people. So they will help you. Don't be afraid to come to them. Say, pastor, lady pastor. The Lord touched my heart. I want to tithe, but I don't have money left. Can you just help me? Let's sit and work. It will be private. They will sit with you. They will work a little budget with you. If they can't see you today, they will tell you when. I'm sure they'll see some people today. I don't know who else is here uh, that can really be smart, but you must be a tither. Oh, we don't want robbers here, please. Because what's going to happen, if you believe what I say, even if you're a student, if you are Sasa, there must be nothing like I work, I don't work, I'm a Sasa. You must give a 10% of what you have. If you only get the rent, it's okay. Then you must bring a 10 cent. If you get a 10,000 rand, you bring a thousand. If you earn 70,000 rand, which some people earn in today's time, you must bring a 7,000 rand to God, to God, not to Pastor Chris, to God. This is God's, you see. Because if you can be faithful in the little then God will give you much. There are people in this church that got promotions. You see these young people. Let my youngsters come here quickly. Lizzie them and, and, and Bevan, Jamie. These people that are thai, real tithers. They started working and boof, 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 boof. They earn more than their parents. Yeah. Come, come here. Come, Tashley, come. Quick. These are young people, they just finished varsities, 
Some have just finished. Some of us are not even finished with colleges. And we taught them tithing since they were young, isn't it? So it's not like difficult for them. Like Chelsea and Zaid, they, they're still university students, but they know they must give. If, if, if your boyfriend gives you a hundred rand, you must give a ten rand. Do you know that, isn't it? Then the ten rand is God's. He actually gave you a ninety rand. So what you get, you get a man like this. Promotion after promotion after promotion. Yeah. He used to work first in the trenches. Then they left him top of the trenches. And they told, said to him, don't go to the trenches anymore. Go sit in the office. He's a tither. And these are all. Look at them. Nice jobs. In the days when there is what you call a famine, God said to Isaac, sow a seed in this land. I will, I will bless you. And God gave him a hundredfold in a dry and barren land. Yeah, come. Working in offices. These people work with air conditioners. But every time they get their salary, 10%. The first thing before they do, give to God what is God's. But they want to be a robber so that the windows can stay open. Can stay open. And I see God is going to do it for you too. Now, don't be like this. Some people, they come, a Krishwa, Sister Mary. Now, she's a pastor, she's Now, she's a pastor. Gaat she's your tinders. Yeah, pastor. I shall suma 20% give pastor. Now, when they get a small jobby, buy this, buy a new car, discovery, insurance, DSTV, G, and then when I, oh, that's not enough for the year, I can't give this month. I struggled a bit. They stole the 10% of God's money. Let him who steal. Steal no more. Ephesians. Let him who steal. Sandy, come here. You also tithe, isn't it? Come. I'm looking for tithe. You see, man, man, you're right with Young people. Nice jobs. Earning good money. Derek, are you a tither? There is Derek a tither? Oh, yeah, come. Beautiful. Keiko Leike. Stand for it. He was a garage boy, this one. He was throwing in pumps at the garage. And I taught him then already. With your little money, give a 10% to God, this boy. And then from there, a man came past and saw him and said, you can't stand here, you must come work for me. The man took him, he's now some supervisor in an air-conditioned company. He's even giving work to some of the people in the church, this man. What happened? He believed the promised covenant of God. Lord, I'm connected to you by this 10%. You can trust me, Lord. Lord, you want to give me more money? Lord, you want to bless the people of breakthrough? You can give me the money because you saw I never stole the 10% that you gave. I gave it back to you. So I won't steal your money. God wants to pour money on you, but because you are a thief, he can't. Very soon you're going to join these people in the front. And God is going to bless you. 
Don't work it out in your mind. God's thing is supernatural. It's spiritual. It's beyond the mind. People are afraid now. They don't tie this. Fear is an evil spirit. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a sound mind. Yeah, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, says the Lord. Let him that steal, steal no more. Lift your hands, I pray for you. And all of these people here can help you to work out your tithe. They can help you to work it out so that you give it. Amen. After church, you people must go sit somewhere at the coffee shop. No? They can meet you there for coffee, isn't it? You can buy them a coffee as they come. Father, I obeyed your command to me to preach and teach on tithing. Lord, we get criticized when we talk about this. But I don't want to please men, Lord. I want to please you. Thank you for forgiving me of my mistakes and my sins. And thank you for teaching me that I can be connected to you via the covenant. Like the children of Israel, I too want to be cut in, engraved in. And now these people that stand in front of me, Lord, engrave them in also. May the windows of heaven open for them as they get a breakthrough in the area of their giving. May they bring to God what belongs to Him. I rebuke the voice of the third person. I rebuke the voice of the serpent. I rebuke the voice of doubt and unbelief in their minds. They will start and regularly bring to God every week, every month, that which belongs to God. You said in your word in Leviticus 2, 7, verse 13, the tithe belongs to God. The tithe is not yours. The tithe is not yours. The tithe belongs to God. The tithe is not yours. The tithe is not yours. The tithe belongs to God. That's the Holy Spirit, I tell you. It's coming. A great breakthrough is coming to this church. Poverty will be something you will tell people about, but it will not be part of your future. You're coming out. You are making this covenant. And God will forgive you for your mistakes and for your ignorance. God still loves you. The iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. There's still time to turn around. There's still time to turn around. Prosperity and blessing is coming. Prosperity and blessing is coming. It's coming. It's coming. Give 10%. Give 10%. It's God's. Pastor, how am I going to pay my car? Pastor, how am I going to pay? Let God. Let go. And let God. 
have his wonderful way. Pastor, we won't make it. Was it not going? No, 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 no. Don't think on the carnal level. Believe in the supernatural help from above. It will happen. You will see. Where's my wife? Come here, sweetie. This woman doesn't give 10%. She gives like 20% or 15% to God every month. Yeah, she doesn't give 10%. When I see her, I am so blessed. Come stand here. This woman, look at her. It's my wife. When I see, look, I see, hey, but you don't earn this much. This is not a 10. This is more than 10. She believes in the covenant relationship with God. That's why she's blessed. And her children are blessed. And her husband is also blessed. Because she don't love money. She wants to see the house of God excel. And the things of God go forward. So the day she stands before God. Then all these other things, houses and cars was not important. Did you love me? Did you love me? If you don't care if the house of God suffers, how can you say you love God? If you don't care if the pastors suffer, how can you say you love God? No, no. Today brings the end of such ignorance. Things are changing in the name of Jesus. The tithe, all the tithe of the land, of the seed, of the fruit, it is holy unto the Lord. Now bless the people, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind.